0: You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle of Gary Cottle Ministries on today's edition.
1: The very existence of America itself was in direct correlation to this promise connected to Abraham. Because it was the forefathers that helped found this country who based our system of government initially on many of the biblical principles that you find within the Word of God. And were it not for a direct connection to this book that we hold in our hands today, we would not have some of the solid principles found within our founding documents as a nation.
0: America has truly been blessed by God, and the sole purpose for this is because the Founding Fathers built this nation on many biblical principles. A nation can be blessed by obeying God's Word, and so can individuals. Today, Pastor Gary will be explaining how when you obey the commands of God and stay within His boundaries, you will be blessed. God knows exactly what will truly bring you satisfaction and fulfillment. His commands are meant to help you live a fruitful and victorious Christian life. Now here's Pastor Gary in the book of Genesis chapter 22 as he begins his message, The Day America Died.
1: God here entering into a covenant with formerly Abram, now called Abraham because of the covenant, makes a prophetic declaration of what he is fixing to do through the lineage of Abraham. To make a long story short, God's promise began here, but it was extended and expanded upon through other scriptures, that in Abraham and in all of his seed, in his seed would all the nations of the earth be blessed. Blessed. And we know now reading the book of Galatians and other passages of Scripture in the New Testament that it wasn't just strictly prohibited to the physical lineage of Jews. But it was related to those who through faith put their trust in one Jew whose name is Jesus Christ for forgiveness of sins and by extension of faith in him we become the seed of Abraham. So that wherever the gospel is heard and received, they become, a, uh, they become heirs and joint heirs with Christ. They become direct recipients of the blessings of God that began to be promised to Abraham and his seed in the passage that we just read. And I want you to notice a couple of significant things about this. First verse 4, it said, Thou shalt be a father of many nations. I want you to think about what fatherhood means for just a moment. Out of Abraham's faith to God Almighty was birthed entire nations, not just kids, not just grandkids, but nations. I believe if you follow the trail of history, it could be solidly argued and proven that the very existence of America itself was in direct correlation to this promise connected to Abraham. Because it was the forefathers that helped found this country who based our system of government initially on many of the biblical principles that you find within the Word of God. And were it not for a direct connection to this book that we hold in our hands today, we would not have some of the solid principles found within our founding documents as a nation. Now I know that uh, this secular world wants to eliminate and eradicate and erase our spiritual heritage and try to convince us that all of our forefathers were pagans or heathenistic and didn't even believe in God but nothing could be further from the truth. I'm not saying they were all necessarily born again but I would say that God's providential hand was etched in stone and in founding documents and you can find traces of spiritual heritage all throughout the founding of this nation and it is because a man named Abraham decided to believe God and follow him in spite of the external circumstances that looked contrary to what God was telling him at that time. And because of his faith things were birthed. Let me put it to you this way. Because of his intimacy with God, his friend, he was a friend of God. Because he loved God with all of his heart, soul, mind and strength and committed himself when God spoke to Abraham and told him to walk away from his family and to walk away from those pagans and, and go with God. Abraham didn't even know what direction to go other than to follow the voice of God. And the Bible said of Abraham that he was looking for a city which hath foundations whose builder and maker is God. He didn't know exactly where he was going to find it. He didn't know exactly what it was going to look like, but because he had an intimate relationship with his creator God, he walked by faith and because he walked by faith and had that intimate walk with God, entire nations were birthed and blessed because of his walk with God. And Abraham became then a father to many nations. Now, God is not just interested in fatherhood for the sake of pleasure. God helped Abraham. God blessed Abraham because Abraham wanted more than just God's stuff, Abraham wanted God's person, Abraham got, wanted fellowship with God. Now, some of you are wondering what this has to do with Valentine. And I'm fixing to tell you. Amen. Uh, But I want you to notice then uh, that there was some intimacy involved. And because there was intimacy involved, things were birthed. Are you getting the picture? Verse 9 says of our text, God said to Abraham, thou shalt keep my covenant. And so Abraham entered into covenant with God. God entered into covenant with Abraham, and God instructed Abraham, this is a covenant that is not to be broken. You might uh, typify it to a a, a, uh, a marriage, if you will. When you enter into covenant with your uh, espoused, uh, you are saying to your spouse uh, that we will be together until death do us part. In other words, uh, you are promising. Of course, nowadays, uh, they're really right those covenants and they're little more than just a uh, just a weak promise amen uh, nowadays they won't uh, they they uh, they put outlets into the contract of marriage uh, so that they can get out just as quick as they can get in uh, but god give us some people who are in relationships for more than temporary pleasure but they're in it for long-term commitment somebody say amen right there And there's a principle and I'm laying the groundwork for the thrust of my message. So be patient with me for just a few more moments and I'll get to what I'm trying to tell you. But I want you to notice fatherhood. I want you to notice covenant. And I want you to notice how that God requires a keeping of the covenant in order for the blessings to continue to flow. Now, Here's the basic principle that I'm laying down. We often want the pleasure of connection without the permanence of consequence or covenant. You just as well say amen this morning. Many today uh, are looking for romance, but they're not looking for a long-term relationship. Amen. Uh, they're looking for a fling, but they're not looking for a friend. Somebody say amen this morning. Uh, and today in a sex-crazed society, we are uh, sex is pushed on us through every avenue, every angle that you could possibly imagine, and we are given the illusion uh, that good times are to be had uh, and that no long term uh, commitment is necessary in order for you to live it up uh, but the devil is a liar there is pleasure in sin uh, for a season but the Bible said uh, that the ends thereof are the ways of death amen uh, and God is wanting to remind us as a nation today uh, that the same covenant that blessed us uh, in our early founding days uh, is the same covenant that can bless us today. Day, if we would choose not to just look for what God can give us in terms of things and in terms of pleasure, but if we will be willing to enter back into a holy reverential covenant relationship with God Almighty and respect his principles and respect his covenant, then God could bless our country again. Life only starts at conception, but life is sustained with commitment. Anybody Can be a daddy, but it takes some commitment to be a father. Somebody say amen right there. God told Abraham, you're going to be a father of many nations, but it's going to be based on a covenant. That means a long-term commitment. It's more than just a night, a one-night stand. This is a lifetime commitment. In America, we cannot continue to expect God to bless us while we curse his book, while we spit in his face, while we reject his name, while we crucify his prophets around the earth. Can I say, get another amen this morning, church? Uh, I'm preaching to you this morning on the of respecting the covenants of this book. My message today entitled, is entitled, actually, The Day America Died. The Day America Died. And I will to say it this way. America died spiritually when she started disconnecting herself from her spiritual heritage from which she was blessed. You remember when Adam and Eve were in the garden? The Bible, God told Eve, the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. They didn't die physically that day, but they died spiritually immediately. And many today look at America still as a prominent superpower in the world, though she's getting weaker by the moment and by the minute, amen. And they say, look at America and her height. Well, she's not dead yet. She's still very much alive, but she's been spiritually dead for a long time. And it's just a matter of time till the last nail is put in the coffin, because the Bible says all nations shall turn it, be turned into hell that forget God. Where are we at as a nation today? We're, we are where we're at today because of what we forsook decades ago. When they started taking prayer out of school, when they started taking the Bible out of school, when you disconnect yourself from your spiritual heritage, your heavenly father as a nation, you begin to cut off all life supply. You need to understand that this is more than just things and stuff. And, and 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 there's more to life than manipulating circumstances and manipulating money and things. And you can have all this world has to offer. But if you're disconnected from the vine, the Lord Jesus Christ, you can call yourself blessed. But you're actually cursed because you're only going to live but so long. An American can continue to pretend that she can exist as a pagan culture, amen, as a as a, a god forsaken society, uh, but uh, she's just fooling herself. Nobody wants to hear this kind of preaching today. They want me to tell you that everything's going to be okay. They just hang on and hold out, honey, and, and, and it's all going to be fixed and America's going to survive. I can't promise you that America's going to survive, amen? It don't look like she is, to be honest with you. According to the prophecies of the Word of God, uh, one day all nations are going to bow to the Antichrist. And we're getting real close to that today. But I want to give you three things that you need to know about America and about yourself first america needs jesus amen and i do not apologize for saying the name jesus specifically and boldly and deliberately Because they've tried to talk all the politicians and preachers out of praying in the name of Jesus publicly. Oh, we don't want to offend anybody. But while they're doing that, they're offending millions around the world who profess the name of Jesus. And they really don't care whether or not it offends anybody but their own heart and their own pride. But America needs Jesus Amen. Buddha, Mohammed, all them other false religions, their founders are in the grave and you can dig up their bones and they're just as dead today as there was the day they died physically. But Jesus is a risen Savior. He got up out of the grave on day three to prove that he was who he said he was. And there's no other religion that can lay claim to the fact that their founder who came to the earth 2,000 years ago ever liveth and maketh intercession for you and I today and I'm telling you America needs Jesus Christ America's problems will not be solved at the political level or even at the religious level we've tried man-made religion that didn't work we've tried man-made politics that's not working obviously those two aspects have become part of the problem rather than the solution the question is, what is the best conduit through which to bring America and the individual back to Jesus? And I want to say it this way. The single most influential role in society is that of fatherhood. Fatherhood. Now, hang with me here. We just opened up where Abraham was made a father to many nations. And ultimately, Abraham's father was God, the father. And God promised Abraham that he would nurture him and nurture his offspring with blessings as long as the covenant was kept. In other words, God was saying, I will be to you a father. I will be to your lineage a father. I will be to your nations a father. What what all is entailed in a father? Well, a father is a provider. A father is a protector. A father is a promoter. A father is a priest of the home. A father is a prophet, amen? And it's no wonder that Satan is trying to annihilate the role of fatherhood because it's bigger than the individual. It is a spiritual concept that climbs all the way up to the height of those who are fathers of entire nations, It all boils down to a relationship with God, our creator. And if we're going to get back as America to our roots, then we're going to have to look to God, our heavenly father. But I want to say to daddies today, you're going to have to step up and be a man in your house. You're going to have to step up and quit allowing culture to, to demoralize your role as a daddy and as a father and as a husband. Quit letting the women's lib movement intimidate you into rising up and being who God called you to be, which is the spiritual leader of your home. Can, can I get an amen this morning? I make no apologies. I know this may be old-fashioned today, but I still believe that the daddy should rule the roost in terms of leadership, amen, in terms of protection, in terms of provision. Yes, mama may help pay the bills and mama may help raise the children, but God puts the sole responsibility of spiritual leadership on the daddies and on the fathers and, and society is crumbling and falling apart because we have daddies who want moments of pleasure, but they don't want to be permanently committed to to what that moment of pleasure produced. Uh, God give us some fathers uh, that'll rise back up and assume full responsibility for their actions uh, and point their children and their grandchildren to Jesus Christ who can be the father of us all. I'm talking about the day America died when we disconnected herself from our spiritual heritage. And this isn't just for anybody, this is for everybody. Everybody. And this kind of preaching may offend, but this is the kind of preaching we need. We need our cages rattled from time to time. We need a wake-up call because America is on a fast track to hell, and it's time for us to wake up and realize what it's going to take to repent and get back on the right track again. Somebody give God some glory this morning. Amen. Yes, praise the Lord. America needs fatherhood. If the family unit is destroyed in society, the society itself is destroyed. That's why the enemy wants to take out the father figure. You cannot have a nation without first a father. Nations are meant to be fathered. You cannot know where you're going until you first know where you've been. What are they doing? They're trying to uh, re educate our children today in public school systems to teach them to hate our founding to detest, amen, and they even lie about it. They've they've rewritten a lot of our history books today. They don't even know some of the stories. It's a sad day. When you see all this in the text that we open up with, God says there's an importance of remaining connected to your spiritual heritage. If you don't stay connected, you will lose every blessing that comes with the covenant. And you know what's happening today? Satan is trying to propose government as our new heavenly father. Uh, They're trying to propose world government as the solution for all of our problems. They're trying to replace God with government. They're trying to inject an imposter for a father. And the sad reality is many today are swallowing it hook, line, and sinker. And they don't realize that it's just a bait and switch. That once they have you in the grasp of their hand, they do not care for the individual. They do not love the individual like God the Father does. They did not send their only begotten son to bleed and die on an old rugged cross to pay for your sins so that you can be blessed in this life and live eternity in heaven to be with God the Father. Amen. The devil is a liar. Can't nobody to you like Jesus. Can't nobody bless you like God Almighty. And it's about time we apologize to God and we tell the government no and we tell God yes amen and we say I'm here to serve the risen savior I'm here to serve the king of kings and the lord of lords and I will not bow I will not bend I will not forsake the God of my forefathers because of a government that is oppressive and because of a government that's getting more and more like communist China that's trying to shut our voices down where are the Christians today that'll get a backbone and? St- Stand up for Jesus again. Uh, where are the daddies that'll stand up and say, Ask for me? Uh, in my house, we we're going to serve the Lord. Uh, it's time, my friends, to return to real spiritual fatherhood. Can I get an amen? Yes. You will die. You remember the prodigal son that said uh, to his father, Give me the inheritance that belongs to me. And really, all he wanted was his stuff, he didn't want that connection with his daddy. He thought he could do it better than daddy. He thought he could be happier living out from under all those rules and regulations. So he said, just let me have my stuff. I'm out of here. And he went out. And he wasted himself and his substance with riotous living, the Bible said. Amen. Until it got so bad because he disconnected himself from the spiritual heritage and fatherhood that God had placed in his life that he was eating with the hogs. And it dawned on him, wait a minute, even my daddy's servants, even my daddy's slaves have more to eat than I do. i, I tell you what I'm going to do, I'm going to go back to my father's house And I'm going to admit that I've sinned and I'm going to just swallow my pride and say you were right, daddy. And I was wrong. If you'll just make me one of your hired servants, uh, I'll be just happy to serve you from here on out. Uh, But I'm no longer going to deceive myself into making myself think uh, that I can continue to live prosperously disconnected from all that you've taught me that's right and whole. Amen. Uh, And this is where America's at today. She is, uh, she has went into the far country away from the God of our forefathers. uh, Away from the God of this Bible, and now she's living in the hog slop of sin and just about to breathe our last breath. But God, help us to get back as a nation on our knees before a holy God and say, I have sinned. Make me one of your hired servants. It's better to be in the house of the Lord as a doorkeeper than to dwell in the house of the wicked. Amen. In the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be humble before God's presence, knowing that I'm in His love and I'm in His grace and I'm in His forgiveness. Than to try to live out my pride until death comes a knocking. Oh, that God would help America to realize that we need a relationship with our Heavenly Father again. I don't know how to pull that off, but one family at a time. One individual at a time. But where, what would happen to America if a thousand fathers sold out to Jesus as a result of this message and how God uses it in your life today? Just a thousand fathers all across this land that would say, you know what, I'm all in for Jesus. I'm tired of buying into and subscribing to the junk of this world and trying to do things the way everybody else is doing them, trying to go every place that everybody else is taking their children. Amen. I'm going to raise my children by the word of God. I'm going to raise my children in the church house. I'm going to make sure they're in Sunday school so that they have every chance of being influenced by the precious word of God. I'm going to make the sacrifices necessary to make sure that they're raised up and the nurture and in the admonition of the Lord. And I'm not going to forsake this sending of ourselves together as the manner of some is. But so much the more as I see the day of the Lord coming, I'm going to get plugged in even more.
0: Thanks for listening today to Pastor Gary's message on True North. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an edition. If you've enjoyed today's message, please leave us a note in the comments and be sure to share these teachings with others. True North is a part of Gary Cottle Ministries, and you can learn more by visiting our website, garycoddle.com. Is there something we could be praying for in your life right now? Let Pastor Gary know by sending an email to contact at garycoddle.com. That's contact at garycoddle.com dill.com. Would you do something for us, too? Would you pray for this ministry of True North? We want to make sure we're following God's plans for us at all times, with courage to step out in faith and humility to allow Him to work. Please pray that we'd stay tethered to the Lord always. Would you also pray for others who will be listening to this broadcast? Pray that God will open ears and hearts to his truth and that many will come to know Jesus as their personal Savior. Thanks for partnering with us in this way. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for joining us for this edition of True North.